Good evening, and a blessed new year to all of you. You're not going to believe this, but I want to suggest to you a uh, New Year's resolution that has to do with our diet. Can you believe that? Uh, In the past, maybe you've done that and you got frustrated with how that dietary resolution went. But tonight I'm nonetheless going to encourage you, let us resolve to learn to eat more like Jesus. And in the Word of God for tonight, I think we're going to get a lot of encouragement to aspire to that resolution, to learn to eat more like Jesus. Uh, The Word of God that that you just heard read from John chapter 4 comes early in John's Gospel, comes early in Jesus' ministry, but already we're learning an awful lot about what both Jesus and John's Gospel is all about. It's about witnessing. And uh, John chapter 4, beginning with verse 4, Uh, This features what I think is one of the most interesting Bible passages in all of Scripture. John 4 goes, verse 4, and Jesus had to go through Samaria. Now i got a question for you. Who makes Jesus do stuff? (laughs) Or what compels Jesus to do stuff? Uh, uh, This relates directly to uh, this dietary resolution that I'm suggesting we make tonight. Uh, It's very interesting because if you were a Jew at that time, you would be absolutely baffled by the comment, John's comment, that Jesus had to go through Samaria because Jews did not ever go through Samaria. And the reason Jews didn't go through Samaria was for a a purely, uh, for a reason of absolute prejudice. See, about 750 years before Jesus has to go through Samaria, God raised up this this nation called Assyrians to bring judgment against Israel uh, because Israel turned their back on God. So what this Assyrian king did right away, as soon as he crushed the northern nation of Israel, he recolonized it with peoples from all over his kingdom. So what happened is, in the northern kingdom of Israel, what what happened was it became a very diverse people group. Uh, Their racial ethnicity, cultural ethnicity, it all changed. And for that reason, the uh, pure-blooded Jews in the south, they looked down their nose at the uh, mixed-breed Samaritans in the north. So for 750 years, there was this intense racial hatred between the Jews in the south and the Samaritans in the north. And so now, uh, Jesus, traveling directly through Samaria, weary, thirsty, wants to sit down, take a break. And and this is interesting. John says, he, he makes this observation, not an accidental observation, that... Uh, Either the disciples decided to go get groceries, and Jesus let them, or or maybe what I think happened is, for reasons we'll see in a minute, Jesus sent the disciples away. Why? Well, because Jesus wasn't going to let the racism of his day prevent him 
from having this evangelistic presentation with the Samaritan woman. He wasn't going to let anyone or anything get in his way from him having this very important conversation. And he's seated there, and here comes the Samaritan woman by herself about noon in the middle of the day to gather water. It's kind of interesting. And uh, she notices the Jewish man, and right away that's got to put her on edge, because she grew up in this culture of bigotry and racial hatred between Jews in the south and Samaritans in the north. Because uh, Jews were rarely in that. What they would do is go, if they wanted to get to Galilee, they'd go around Samaria. Jesus went through Samaria. That put him on a bench by the well. When the woman came, came to him to get water at the well, she noticed him. But what happened next completely blew her away. Jesus said, "Um, would you please take your Samaritan vessel, drop it into your Samaritan well, and help me cool my Jewish thirst. At least that's how she heard it, I think. She, she, she just wasn't used to this kind of interaction with the Jewish man. It, it got her attention. She said, now wait a minute, let me check this out. You're a Jewish man, I'm a Samaritan woman, we're supposed to hate each other, Right? And here you are asking me for water. You're obviously going to need my help because the well's deep and you don't have any way to get that water. Jesus said, precisely, would you help me please? Oh, and by the way, if you knew who I were, you'd ask me for a drink of water. And when you drink my water, you never get thirsty again. Well, you know how much a gallon of water weighs? It weighs about eight pounds. So let's say she walks all this way out by herself. Now, you know why she's by herself, right? See, the other women in town don't want to walk to the well. They'd go probably early in the morning when it was cool. But they didn't want her around uh, them when they're gathering their early morning water. She had to come by herself, shunned and shamed, and in the heat of the day carry... at least 16 pounds of water. And by herself, she she meets Jesus there. So when she hears about this water that you drink and never get thirsty again, she says, I'm interested in this conversation. Jesus says, "Uh, it's good, good conversation. Go get your husband. I don't have a husband. Precisely. And the man you have now, not your husband, a long line of men. And what is Jesus doing right now? He's preaching a pretty harsh law, isn't he? He's bringing to this woman's heart and mind every bad decision she has ever made. And she rightly concludes you're not only not a typical Jew, you're not a typical man. How can you be knowing all of this stuff about me? And it just so happens, she has other theological questions about this man that seems to be a, not your typical man. She starts, the, she starts like this. She says, you Jews, 
You say, you Jews say, we're supposed to worship over here. But my daddy taught me, no, you worship over here. And now Jesus gets, he, he gets to the real business of the day. He gets to why he came there. He said, yeah, you know, in the past, we used to talk about where to worship. But you know what we're talking about now? The time has come now to talk about how to worship. Worship in spirit and in truth. Forget about the externals. Think about the clo- forget about the clothes you wear. Forget about the food you eat. Forget about the day that you worship on. Forget about that. That doesn't matter anymore. What matters now is what is in your heart. Do you have a relationship with God in your heart? And the woman's sighs, crushed by the law, lifted up by the promise of good news, she sighs in her heart. One day the Messiah will come, and he'll explain all this to us. And Jesus said, that's me. Can you believe that? Can you put yourself there? Jesus said, I'm the Messiah. No, Jesus said, I'm your Messiah. You are mine, and I am yours. And I'm going to take all of your bad stuff, and I'm going to give you every good thing that I have. And the woman says, that is incredible. Now, just about this time, the disciples come back with their groceries and they stop in their tracks and they're thinking, why is Jesus talking to her? You catch the tone of that question? What, what's Jesus doing talking to her? Now, they're smart enough not to articulate those thoughts. But... John wants us to know that they had those thoughts. They had those incredibly judgmental, hateful thoughts. And Jesus, Jesus says to them, I don't need your groceries. I have my own food, the, fa- the food that my father sent me to eat. And the woman She runs off to Sychar. She goes back to her village because she's got some incredible news to share with these people back back in her village of Sychar. And, And let's just stop for a minute right here. Jesus says to them, you know, they just they're they're sweating from carrying groceries, right? They went a long ways to get groceries. They were eager to share their groceries with Jesus. And Jesus says, I'm not interested in your groceries because I have food. You don't know anything about. I have the food that my father prepared for me. The food that my father set before me to eat. Now what are we talking about? The food that Jesus found so satisfying was the food of coming all this way to talk to this person about her eternal destiny. Jesus 
had to go through Samaria. Why did he have to go through Samaria? Because there was a woman there in darkness, in confusion, who didn't know how to live, who didn't know how to die. She didn't know how to worship. So Jesus had to go there. He had to go there. Nothing was going to prevent him from going there to teach her about the water of life, that when you drink this water of life, when you drink in the forgiveness of sins, when you drink in the fact that you are acceptable to God, perfect and holy and glorious in His sight because of God's love for you, you don't need anything more than that. That's what you need to know that you are acceptable in God's sight. And that was the food that Jesus found most satisfying, was saving her with that simple message of the gospel. He ate that food and he was satisfied. And the disciples came and they, like a kid staring at a plate of broccoli, turned up their nose in disgust. You want to save everybody, Jesus? Everybody? And they're judging this woman because she's different. And they're judging this woman because of her past. And Jesus says, I had to go through Samaria. I had to eat my father's food. I had to accomplish his purpose. I had to rescue this woman from her darkness. And he was satisfied. He was satisfied. What's interesting to me is that when Jesus enjoyed the food of rescuing this woman, she suddenly developed an appetite like Christ. She suddenly said, whoa, I want to eat like Jesus eats. I want to care about the things that Jesus cares about. I want to be passionate about the things that Jesus is passionate about. I want to go tell people about this drink of water that when you drink it, you're never thirsty again. So she runs off to Sychar. Now remember, these are people of Sychar. They didn't treat her very kindly, right? They judged her. They shunned her. But, you know, this woman didn't define herself in terms of what they thought of her. She had a new definition. What really counts is what Jesus thinks of me. And he finds me acceptable, innocent, holy, perfect. Maybe this is the Messiah. So Jesus took this woman... And brought her into the light and watched her go do the things that people in the light do. And that is want to eat like Jesus. In other words, go tell people about Jesus. He let her go. Good thing he let her go. Because what did this woman do? Having gone into the town of Sychar, she said, I think, I think we got the Messiah here. The whole town comes out. Jesus used this woman to go fetch a whole town. And they're all coming out. And now Jesus says to his disciples, I got to teach you how to eat. I got to teach you how to eat more like me. See this crowd coming at you? 
This is a harvest you didn't work for, but you get ready to start harvesting. Or if I may remain true to my metaphor, get ready to start eating the way I like to eat. And that is rescuing people from their darkness. Here's some good news. I think the Jesus... The, the disciples started to learn how to eat more like Jesus. They ended up spending the weekend together, two days together, talking about Jesus. Two, two days together in the town of Sychar, in the Sumerian town of Sychar, celebrating a universal grace, celebrating what God the Father cares about. Everybody. Celebrating what Jesus cares about. Everybody. And the disciples tasted that. And they ended up traveling around the world, talking about Jesus, right? And the people of Sychar tasted that. And the woman tasted that. And last question for you tonight. What you hungry for? What are you hungry for? As you stand on the edge of 2021. 20, How about wanting to eat more like Jesus?